Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Axis Financial. Today, along with John Thurman of Axis Financial, Philip talks about buying life insurance on your parents. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right. What's going on, John? Hey, Philip. Hey, I'm, you know, I didn't say we're back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple because, you know, obviously they've tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> they know they know they are back. Um, but hey, so this is a really good topic because I think a lot of a lot of my peers, um, clients, uh, friends, we are um, in a position where like we're real grownups now, right? Real grownups in the sense where we are helping our helping encourage our parents to do estate planning, helping to make sure that they are, you know, properly okay for retirement. They 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 spent our whole life worrying about us. Now, you know, we've we've done well and we want to make sure that we uh, make sure they are extremely comfortable in their in their later years and they don't have to worry about things financially. And so um, you know, one of the topics uh, that I know is important um is like you know, life insurance on your parents, which which sounds weird, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when people when I initially say it, but would you you know go ahead and explain why folks will, will buy life insurance on their parents? Um, you know, from, from your experience. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I just had this conversation this weekend, and and uh, there's a touchy subject when it comes to life insurance on your parents or life insurance on your children. And I think there's, you know, there's basically two different groups of people. One that are planning and, you know, want to be prepared if their worst case scenario happens. Uh, And then others that say, nope, not doing it, not buying a policy on my mom, because that means that I think she's going to die. Well, the reality is, is that, you know, they, they, you're you're buying a policy on them is not going to make them die, and I think that's what the you know the morbid side of it of what people you know don't want to wish that into existence. But the reality is is that you know if you think you're going to be financially responsible when your uh, parent passes away, then uh, you know you're the one that's going to be on the hook if maybe they haven't planned properly, uh, or you know you're you're not going to get a a big inheritance from them. Um, yeah, it's very common. I see it more and more. I'm actually working with a client right now on buying a policy for her mom, and uh, and she's basically deciding on how much coverage she needs and what amount of premium she's willing to pay into it, and getting with her siblings so they can split that premium. And the reality is, you know, it comes down to some of our parents planned properly, and they have, you know insurance in place and they have it in permanent insurance, you know, so that it's going to pay off in the event of their passing. But I would say in probably a higher percentage of, of uh, people I talk to, or just in general, that their parents don't have a policy in place. And so if you're going to be on the hook and you're going to be the one, you know, spending the cash out of pocket to bury them, then it's not a bad idea to have a small, uh, policy that covers final expenses, burial costs, you know, plot, you know, whether that's a cremation or whether that's a full-blown traditional funeral burial, you know, with service. Cause 
even today, that can range, you know, a traditional service and funeral is going to be anywhere from maybe 6,000 on the most affordable bare bones to probably 10 to 20,000, depending on how big of a service you have and, you know, what all is involved. So again, if you're going to spend that money out of pocket, it's not a bad idea to put the premium into a policy that's going to be enforced and, and ideally not waiting until your parents are 80 and 90 to try to buy something because a, it may not be an option at a certain age, but um, you know, even if they're 75 or 80, it starts getting pretty expensive. So definitely better to plan ahead. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I think the reality is, I think a lot of folks, if, if, if you're listening and you, you have experienced your parents do this or a friend do this where, um, you know, somebody passes and they have to get involved. You know, I think I, I have the benefit of, you know, knowing people's finances, right? Everybody thinks they're unique in what's happening. And most don't realize that, I mean, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be hypothesizing if I said more than half the folks, you know, that have had to bury their parents have had to shoulder some financial burden mm-hmm. that they, they didn't plan for. Right. And it, and it set them back from their goals. Um, and so, and, and, or cause a lot of stress and friction. And I mean, it's, it's a lot that goes in there. Cause you know, um, especially if you're married, you know, um, um, uh, you know, one spouse's parents might be prepared. One, one didn't, you know, mm-hmm. how much do we help? Right. The obligation. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot in there. And, you know, so I like to approach it planning with foresight and just be like, Hey, we're going to have the conversation with the parents. We're going to make sure that they have enough coverage to cover burial costs with a dignified burial to, you know, um, pay off the mortgage if, if need be for the remaining spouse. Right. Because, you know, what if, you know, it's very typical for one parent uh, to be the financial, you know, held everything together financially, the other one not. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, if that, if the financially was, you know, financially, you know, savvy one passes, then the other one doesn't know what's going on. Right. And they may or may not have enough money left to cover everything. So that's another uh, factor in it. And so the important part is to have the conversation. And then, it, and then, like you said, split, split it with siblings. It's, it's better to pay that cost now. Right. Cause you're going to pay the cost regardless. Sure. You know what I mean? Are you going to pay yeah. it now? Or are you going to pay it later? Yeah. And and, and it's, it's much easier to pay, you know, to pay it a little bit over time versus one big lump sum, sure. unplanned, unexpected expense. Sure. Well, you know, and it's one of those situations where you're already going through something that's super sad and traumatic and tragic uh, and, and a, a big emotional burden. And then the, the the last thing you want to worry about is not necessarily having resent, but just the the financial stress of having another ten twenty thousand dollar bill on top of you know losing someone that you love. So it definitely takes that out of it, and makes it relieves the pressure, I guess, from a financial standpoint. Absolutely. Well, let everybody know how they could uh, reach out to you if they have any questions or any any you know. I think a big one is. Any advice on how your clients have uh, approached to, approach having a conversation with their parents? Because right. that's probably like one of the biggest hangups. Yeah, yeah. Like, again, you, you, I think it's all about the way you approach it because you don't want them to think, "Oh, are well, you trying to kill me off?" <laughs> right. right. Um, yeah. My email is my first name John J O N at axisfin a x i s f i n dot com. Uh, the office line is 817-618-3369. Awesome. Thanks, John. 
Thanks, Phil. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.